0: In the four decades that Russ and I have lived in Duluth, we've driven on Highway 53 in Wisconsin hundreds of times. A couple of hours into the drive, we used to always start looking for the sign that read, Welcome to Tilden, halfway between the equator and the North Pole. That sign is no longer there, replaced with something much more boring, but while it was there, it served as a vivid reminder of just where our house is on this planet, 144 driving miles north of the 45th parallel, meaning that Duluth is closer to the North Pole than to the equator. When I was ostensibly learning geography in elementary school, the North and South Poles and the equator were abstractions far beyond anything I could imagine ever visiting, and it stayed that way for decades. It wasn't until I was almost 50 that I first traveled beyond the United States and a wee bit of Canada. I've made up for lost time at least a little. I've stood on the equator twice, in Ecuador in South America and in Uganda in Africa. The furthest south I've ever been was Peru. Lima, at minus 12 degrees, is still almost a half world away from the South Pole. I'm pretty sure I'll never get any closer, at least not in this lifetime. My dreams of seeing wild penguins ebb with every birthday. I've done much better in the Northern Hemisphere. Russ and I took a cruise along the Inside Passage back in 2001, getting almost as far as 59 degrees north. Anchorage is above 61 degrees north, but is still over 2,400 miles from the North Pole. The furthest north we'll get on our June trip is Nome. At 64.5 degrees north, it's still about 2 degrees south of the Arctic Circle and more than 1,700 miles from the North Pole. That's a greater straight-line distance than from Duluth, To the Pacific Ocean. But I've never fancied myself a polar explorer, so that's plenty good enough for me. There are orders of magnitude more birds in the tropics than at either pole. I found a paper from 1996 by Vulemeyer listing all the birds that had ever been recorded in and over the Arctic Ocean, a mere 29 species. As one proceeds south from the Arctic Ocean to where our tour will be, the number of birds increases rapidly. Victor Emanuel Nature Tours sent us a checklist of the 250 or so possibilities for this trip. The one I most want to see is the beautiful little blue-throat, a pretty bluebird-like species found in wet birch woods and brushy swamps in Europe and Asia, and barely reaching westernmost Alaska. The blue-throat will be possible only on the gnome part of the trip, Birds are hardly the only creatures in Alaska. Russ and I are both eager to see such splendid northern specialties as muskox, caribou, mountain goats, moose, doll sheep, and hopefully from a good distance, grizzly bears. In Denali National Park will be in the presence of the tallest mountain in North America. The peak of Mount Everest may be almost 9,000 feet higher above sea level, but Denali is almost a mile taller than Everest, measured from base to summit. Last year, the Victor Emmanuel Tour Group got stunning looks at the peak. We can hardly plan on that. It's usually shrouded in clouds, but you never know. Many of the things I hope to see on this trip will not pan out, but wonderful things I never expected have happened on just about every trip I've ever taken. In the moment, each birding adventure has been too crowded with fun and excitement to leave room for disappointment. I'm getting months of joy already from eager anticipation, and when we return, I'll savor my photos, sound recordings, bird lists, and memories for many years to come. Not bad for a trip that technically will last for just two weeks. I'm Laura Erickson, Speaking for the birds.